0: Thank you so much for joining me today, I am here today and I talk to people about their journey into tech. Hello, today I'm speaking with Elliot about how to grow as a developer while facing challenges. So Elliot, how did you get into tech?
1: Well, I, I've worked in the legal industry for seven years. I've been, um, I was first an intern, um, then I was a runner, and uh, I landed a job as a paralegal after I completed uh, a certificate. And uh, consistently, my ability to uh, adapt to technology that, that allowed me to uh, stand out among uh, my coworkers. Um, I received some guidance from a senior paralegal that advised me uh, to improve my microsoft excel skills so um in the type of law that i do we work in excel every day Uh, so i i uh, learned on the job i did google searches watched all the youtube tutorials that i could i learned advanced formulas pivot tables um, and my first um, venture into programming was with Visual Basic for applications in Excel. Um, it's also known as Macros. Uh, I'd heard about it from my co-worker, so, um, and I, I looked into learning it, and I decided to give it a shot. I, I needed to create 100 folders um, repeatedly for a, a project that continually happened, and I would have a spreadsheet list, and I, I wanted to create a loop that would Um, make a directory based on a row in a spreadsheet and then it would loop through the entire row uh, column and it would, for each row it would would create um, a directory. Um, I, you know, (laughs) hacked together this uh, VBA that I had found and I made it fit my criteria and um, the moment that I got it to work, I just thought I had discovered magic. It was a mind-blowing uh, experience. Um, I had never done anything like that, um, but um, it it totally changed my world. From from that moment on, I, I knew that uh, I had discovered something amazing. Um, my bosses didn't really understand how amazing it was at the time. I uh, I you know tried to explain to them um, what I was doing, but they didn't really care. Um, they just seemed to be content that I got the job done, and um, they just kept sending me more work like that. Um, uh, after a while, I got reassigned to another department, and I was um, um, asked if I would inherit the Excel expert position that was being vacated by the current expert. Um, and, um, I switched into that role. Um, I gained certifications. I ended up switching firms, um, and I continued to increase in my Excel uh, skills. I, I worked again in litigation, but it wasn't before long that they recognized my skills, and they assigned me. Uh, ha- after having come from a BA in journalism, and I, I double majored in, in French, and I worked as a paralegal for years. I was, at that point, they reassigned me to IT uh, to, to work with uh, the database administrator. Mm-hmm. And I work now as a database analyst and legal technologist. But uh, in my spare time, for the past six, to six months to a year, I've been seriously teaching myself how to code in HTML, CSS, and JavaScript.
0: Okay. So, what makes you uh, really interested in learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript with also your database knowledge?
1: Uh, I, I forgot to include that I I did learn a little bit of Python initially,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, I started to realize that it would be very difficult for somebody from an outside um, field and know... Uh, educational credentials um, the few data scientists I know personally they're either PhDs or have masters uh, in computer science and so I, I, I started to see that data science um, though it might be something that I end up doing um, it's not something that's readily available to me as an entry-level person yeah um, so I started to see uh, web development and um the lower bar for entry, so to speak, for people who know HTML, CSS, and JavaScript as uh as a viable option. And um that's where I discovered um things like Free Code Camp and um um all the, the free the wealth of free resources that are available to somebody for free. Yeah,
0: that's true. There are a lot of resources for people out there who are learning into code. So how was your experience transitioning from being a paralegal to, uh, to be a database analyst of stack coding?
1: Uh, I won't sugarcoat it. I'll, I'll just speak in generalities, but it's, it's been pretty difficult, um, to be honest. Um, but um, I know that there's a lot of people that have faced probably way more difficulties than me. Um, so I won't bemoan it, but at the same time, uh, I think those transitions have allowed me to exhibit over and over again that I'm best suited for data analysis and programming, um, that uh, I'm, I'm better suited for that than um, working as um, somebody who is working as a paralegal, it's um, a non-attorney role, where you, um, support, a, an attorney in a case, um, kind of akin to like what a nurse would do to support a doctor actually practice medicine. Um, same thing, a paralegal doesn't actually practice law, uh, but we handle a lot of the other things outside of, um, dealing with the client directly or going to court. Um, so, um, I just, through all my experience, I've just, um, been able to come through those with uh, experiences that it just showed that i'm i'm better suited for a database or um, a legal technology work um, but uh, i'm definitely uh, glad that i had those experiences but they've definitely been hard mm.
0: okay so what makes you uh, feel like you're more suited for data analysis or programming
1: um, one people have told me that. Um, two um, the supervisors that I've had, um, they've they either like set up situations where, um, like, the position that came available, um, they recognized my skills and um, I was in their good graces, so they they permitted me to switch uh, departments, um, even though none of my background is tech or Uh, Like a STEM field. Um, It's only just on-the-job training that I've had, and as I said, each of those situations, um, it just was apparent that I was better suited for the technical technical skills work rather than um, the litigation work itself.
0: Okay, so what challenges did you have while learning tech and how did you get past them? It could be like, wow, learning a new programming language, or any other experience.
1: Okay. Um, on a personal level, um, I've definitely had difficulties um, just with um, my my job. Um, but personally, I, I you know I've struggled with um, there were situations where. Um, my bosses couldn't pay me anymore, so I was laid off. Uh, there were situations where I wasn't happy, so I resigned. Um, there was situations where um, I, I struggled either with an addiction or finances or had marriage issues. Um, so on a personal level, I've, I've been through a lot. Uh, I've, I'm a father of three kids. I've uh, bought two houses. And so I'm, I've been through a lot of the things that uh, would mature somebody. Um, yeah. And uh, those personal experiences, um, though, you know, as I was saying, you know, they're not uh, unique. Uh, several people have faced those in their life and, and even more than me. Um, but those things have definitely matured me and grown me as a person. Um, but I'm, I'm a huge proponent in, the, in thinking that those trials in life Um, have definitely shaped me into who I am and I lean into my faith a lot as a follower of Jesus Christ I I believe that those um, those trials are intended for a reason and Mm -hmm. that those reasons produce a fruit in you as a person that uh, once developed that you become the person that you're supposed to be Um, and, and equally I think those um, hardships that I face. Uh, it forced me to reach out to community. Um, it forced me um, to build communication with my wife, my family, friends, church members, advisors, mentors, um, and, and I wouldn't be here uh, without those counselors who've poured hours and hours of wisdom and guidance into my life. So uh, I'm definitely of the belief that you really can't do this alone. You, you need a village around you that uh, supports you and encourages you, because you are most definitely gonna face hardship. And uh, it's just how, the, how you deal with that and how you reach out to others um, that has made all the difference and helped me get past whatever issues I had. Uh, but in terms of the code and learning tech, um, uh, that was always, Um, the fun part I guess for me the other issues have always been the issue Um, whether it's finding time to learn now or um, you know I've got three kids so I have a lot of demands on my time Um, and I I work a couple other side jobs So um, more so the the demands have come from outside of tech that have um, just made it more of a struggle for me to to learn uh, in this season of life but it's all been for good, and um, it's it's pushed me in ways that uh, have been really good in my my maturity as a, as a person.
0: Yeah. So, what makes you continue to persevere and learn tech? What's your motivation for learning it?
1: Um, my my daughters are my huge motivation. Um, it was last. May, about, about this time last year, that um, I was with my daughter and um, it was just me and her. And uh, I happened to be watching a Free Code Camp uh, meetup talk and uh, she was giving an inspirational talk. Um, it was um, Preeti Cassiretti, um I've forgotten exactly what the title was, but it was just a really good message on you know don't quit and you know message to newbies mm-hmm. and um my daughter asked me a question she said, dad what what are you doing uh, and I said, uh, I'm watching this video about coding, and uh, she said, Dad, what's code mm-hmm. and for me that that just sparked a magical response of you know this this is something that you tell the computer what it should do and it will do that and it it's magical. And she said, Dad, can you teach me to code? Yeah.
0: Well.
1: And I I just really um you know at that time I, I hardly knew any HTML or CSS. Mm-hmm. Um but that moment was powerful. Um I I still get emotional uh, just every time I think about it um because Uh, She's, you know, a huge reason. Um, Not only do I want to support her, but, um, you know, she's um, a girl, and, um, you know, she may never be a coder, but um, if if I can ever be in a position where I know enough uh, and um, I I can, you know, be a role model for her um, and coach her, and whatever she wants to do whether she wants to code or whatever but i just want to be able to provide for my family better um but uh if if at all possible i can teach her to code i, I want to be, make that a reality
0: yeah that sounds amazing
1: but um yeah and just all the stuff in between you know you just want to find more fulfillment but i would say the core is is definitely
0: my daughters yeah. So uh, do you have any advice for newbies that want to get into tech?
1: I would say definitely do some soul searching. Um, If there's dysfunction in your life, then you should definitely deal with that. Uh, I'd say that's step one before coding. Um, But um, you're never going to deal with all of it, but just start dealing with it. I would say um, for me, there were a lot of things that got in my way uh, in life um, and uh, I just kept putting them off. I never dealt with them, but um, as soon as I I dealt with those things, um, whether it was an addictive pattern or uh, just bad habits, um, it really allowed me to be free in my mind and it allowed me to focus on what I was purposed to do in this world. Uh, And I I think, I believe that's um, programming and coding Um, I would say also, um, know your, know yourself, know your reasons why you want to code. Yeah. Uh, Like my example, I know why I want to code. I, um, don't have a poor reason if you, if you have a poor reason, there are plenty of poor reasons. Um, but I would say just really understand why you want to do this. And once you know that, then I think um, the next step would be uh, fail a lot. Uh, Try, start, uh, do things, don't be afraid to start and just know that you've pre committed to a hard road that it's gonna be hard and you will fail a lot and that's okay. Um, In the middle of failing, you need to look to your community of friends and mentors and um but there's more than enough free resources that are out there um, you don't need to pay money um, you know you, you may have to have some upfront costs of gaining access to technology but um you know if you uh, can at, minim- at minimum have a smartphone um and gain access to some type of computer then um the world of coding is available to you through the internet.
0: That's very true. Uh, So you mentioned community. How are you able to find your community in uh, the tech field?
1: I would say um, definitely stand on the shoulders of giants. Um, There there are so many well-connected people uh, with good reputations in the developer community. and many of them are offering their uh, advice to you for free. Um, there's places like Twitter, um, which is especially special, I feel like Twitter is especially um, a community for developers. Um, but um, I've, I've built my network through um, a few ways. I would say social media is one, but uh, you also have the aspect of, of your developer meetup community. Yeah. In your area. I, I live in a rural area um, in the Southeastern United States in a state called Mississippi. And it's not that well known for a tech community, but we still have one. And uh, I have gone to meetups, met um, some brilliant people. I've asked their advice. What should I do? How should I get into the community? How should I get into the industry? And uh, I'm still in the process, but um, I would say those relationships have been critical to me networking and knowing people in the space. And um, um, I would say don't be afraid to go ask those people questions, um, even if they're high up in their field or um, they have a fancy position. um, they, They put their pants on just like you. Um, they're a person and, um, nine times out of 10, they're more than willing to answer a question that comes from a newbie because they want to see you succeed just as much as you uh, want yourself to succeed. So don't be afraid to ask questions. And, um, and if people give you a negative response, then, uh, I would say just move on. Uh, there are plenty of other people that are
0: positive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people never hesitate to like uh, give you advice if you have any question right. on Twitter or right. even Meetups. Mm-hmm.
1: The other aspect I'd say too is um, just be cautious of how much you ask from your mentors, mm-hmm. um, and be willing to bring them value. Uh, it could be as easy as you know just an encouraging word to them, or um, you know if they're asking for your feedback as a newbie, um, definitely provide it, um, you know, review their projects, review their work, um, give them feedback on the things that they're seeking feedback from, um, the community. Um, you know, if they have a poll on Twitter or they're asking an open question, uh, respond to it. Um, and, um, you would be surprised what kind of response you would get from a, a mentor, even somebody who's at a company like Amazon or Netflix or, you know, any of those companies, you know, if they have gone on a, a YouTube channel and they've recorded a podcast, you know, definitely leave a comment, tell them what meaningful information you got from their, their talk. And um, you would really be surprised what kind of response you would get um, and uh, I always try to do that. I never come to somebody just asking them for something. I always try to just bring them value and uh, encourage them because it takes a lot of courage to do what they're doing. And um, you can you can really learn a lot if you just listen.
0: Yeah, definitely. You don't just want to be like a mentee that's just taken from your mentor. You also want yeah. them to uh, feel like they're gaining some value from this Right. relationship
1: right and each step of the way you know i've had mentors uh, give me free subscriptions to uh, learning platforms to um you know offer me mock interviews and um i, I try to quickly either like send them a thank you email or a thank you note or you know in some way um you know show them love on twitter or you know just go out of my way to thank them because they don't have to do that, especially if they're doing it for free. Yeah, and, um, you know, don't don't underappreciate those people. Because um, you know, one day you'll be in their shoes, and um, you'll stand out among the crowd if you go out of your way to appreciate those people.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, with your community, were you uh, learning different? languages with them, or were you discussing about your experience programming?
1: I've definitely, um, I've learned HTML, and CSS, and and some JavaScript so far. Um, I'm in the middle of learning ES6 currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've been doing that through a community. Um, it's um, it's called w3develops.org. Oh, I've heard uh, of
0: that.
1: Okay. We're um, an open source learning community. Um, we are uh, collectively a, a just a group of, of newbies who um, just offer our time to study with each other and uh, also facilitate learning groups for other people so that uh, they, they too can learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript, uh, and various frameworks like React and Node.js. And, um, We've even had other languages like Java and um, uh, I think Java so far has been the only uh, offshoot from JavaScript. But, um, but uh, we're hoping to grow the platform to data science and Python and um, a few other languages um, as you know we have more people in, the, in our community that uh, know those languages and, or have an interest in learning them. But um, we're really just trying to provide a space for newbies who um, are just looking for a positive atmosphere to to learn with other newbies and um, go through free resources like free Code Camp and and things like that.
0: That definitely sounds like a great community, uh, judgment-free zone where you can learn with other newbies. I'll put that in a. Uh, the links in the description so other people can go
1: there. Definitely. Um, we, um, you know, we uh, are across various continents, uh, various time zones. Um, we are at different levels. Um, there have been people that are senior PHP developers, but they wanted to learn JavaScript. They have been there, uh, or there's people that are just completely new to programming entirely. So um, we you know, accept a, a wide range of people. And um, I mean, baseline, you would need to know some uh, conversational English, uh, because our, our meetings are um, taking place over um, Zoom and Discord, and we communicate in English. But yeah. um, we've even had people who are still learning English, and they're trying to improve their conversational English. And uh, I definitely welcome those people because, one, um, they're valuable to us as, as people, but two, um, I just try to make it as broad a, a bar or a lower bar for entry so that uh, anybody
0: can feel like they can come. Yeah, sounds great. Um, so what programming languages do you use like as a data analyst and also uh, while learning new programming languages?
1: Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to use many of my programming languages at my job other than Visual Basic for applications mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I, I do, um, uh, do, I do some freelance, uh, work. Currently, uh, I've been, um, creating WordPress sites and that involves some HTML and CSS, but not a lot, um. Um, but mainly um, i 've been working with that, but i 'm hoping to gain more experience where I can I get some freelance clients. Um, I did have a project where uh, I was just kind of project manager for a web app development team uh, but um, that that project kind of um, it, it didn 't come to a finality of creating a web app but um, I I'm hoping to uh, recruit some more clients that have website needs and um, probably uh, give a stab at trying to create um, some of my own personal sites, like either family businesses or um, friends businesses and things like that. Um, that's what I've done so far is just, um, that's been my experience freelancing so far is just uh, building sites for friends. I've offered to create things for free. Um, um, Fortunately, I I have high-quality friends, so they paid (laughs) for my time. So that's been um, a really neat thing to see is that, um, you know, just start somewhere, offer to make something for free, and just see how far you can get with that. If people pay you, then great. If they don't, then uh, it's awesome to get some experience.
0: Yeah, but you definitely want to get paid, though.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, You never uh, tell them, no, you can't pay me. (laughs)
0: yeah um so what misconceptions do you think most people have about programming
1: i think most people think that you need to be a math whiz um which it's not really true Um, i think also they think that you have to have uh, a background in computer science And that, too, is not true. Um, There are many people in the industry that they, some of them, they didn't even go to college. Um, They are completely self-taught or uh, learn from a mentor or free resources. And so uh, you do not need to be a math whiz. And most certainly, you don't need to be a computer science major uh, or even have a degree. But um, those are all helpful. For sure, yeah. Um, And uh, if you're good at math and you have a have a desire to get a computer science degree, then um, go for it. Uh, I would say it's definitely beneficial, and um, you can't go wrong. If uh, you want to become a programmer and you're good at math and want to get a degree, then by all means, um, don't don't stop yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. You don't really need that much math in programming. Uh, I think the math is usually uh, for the theoretical aspects of computer science. There's a lot of math in there, but just for programming, mm-hmm. you you don't really need to be a whiz at math.
1: Right, I would agree.
0: Yeah, and even if you go to college, you're still going to have to self learn it. Self learn a lot by yourself. There's exactly. so many
1: things um, in
0: programming, yeah. and computer science to learn.
1: Yeah, I would say that that's probably the other um, misconception that people have is that they think that you're going to just find this mentor and they're just going to solve everything. And once you find that one teaching or one path, then uh, you've got it. Um, but I think it's really um, you learning to teach yourself. That's That's the biggest thing I've learned so far is that. You learn your learning style, and then um, what is it that you need to learn, and how do you provide the atmosphere for you to learn, and yeah. and then once you figure that out, then uh, just lean into that, lean into what it is that helps you learn, and um, the ways that you learn. It may not be one way. Um, try different methods, and um, there's there's not going to be somebody that just sweeps in and saves the day for you uh, it's gonna be a lot of you just pouring in the hours over over you know your content or your platform like pre-code camp or something like that and it's just gonna take lots of time but be patient and you'll get there like just put in the time there.
0: yeah, that's definitely uh one of the biggest things if you want to get into programming you have to learn how to t- how to learn.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely.
0: Um. So, what what's the biggest thing you think uh, you want to achieve with your technical career?
1: I'm still trying to figure that out. But um, if I had to answer it today, I would say I would love to um, be able to create a product and employ people and um, and just inspire people. I think that's that's my biggest dream is um, my dad is a, a small business owner in a non-tech field. But um always um, looked up to him in that aspect that he, he cared for his employees and um, he wasn't satisfied if he had to fire somebody or he had to cut somebody's time or if... Um, he couldn't give them a job because he couldn't afford them. Um, so I've always had the desire to um, be somebody that is an uplifting source in my community, providing jobs, and uh, just be a leader in that way. Um, but um, that, would, that would be a dream of mine. And also create a product that serves people and helps them. Um, I don't know exactly what that would be. But um, I I hope that through what I learned in programming I, I can find something that really delivers um, at uh, solving a pain source for a lot of people, and that uh, that thing would allow me to then have employees. But it would also be something that serves the community.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great goal. Uh, definitely something to remember as you keep uh, going forward in your career.
1: Yeah, I'm at at the bottom line, um I'm always somebody that um the world is um I'm looking for the words. I've, I've forgotten it, but uh that um uh, the greater good is something that I've, I've always um had a purpose for. Is that um there's something beyond me and the greater good is 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 that hope. Um, that would be something that would be a dream of mine just to, um, you know, fill that, that void in my life of fulfilling a greater good.
0: Yeah. So what other things do you do for fun apart from tech?
1: I, I love soccer. Um, I love sports. Um, I've, I've been coaching soccer for a few years now. Um, and uh, I played soccer collegially, but uh, uh, you're African, so you, you call it football, uh, which yes. is the proper proper name, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, Americans, we've gotten confused, and we call it soccer. But um, anyway, I love I love uh, soccer. I love watching it. I love playing it. I love coaching it. Um, and that, I guess, is the other aspect of uh, what has made me who I am is uh, I love a team atmosphere. Um, and working within a team, whether that's soccer or, uh, development. Uh, I feel like that's fun for me when I'm able to, I guess, just be social and be around other people. Um, um, I love to dance. Uh, I love my church. I'm part of, a um, uh, a Christian church here in the United States. And, uh, I love the people that I'm surrounded with in my church body. And, um, I, um, I'm regularly a part of what is going on at my church. Um, but um, outside of that, I, I just love spending time with my family and my kids. And uh, that's been consuming a lot of my time uh, because uh, we just had our, our third child um, in December. Wow. Uh, my okay. first son, he was born on uh, Christmas Eve.
0: Oh, wow. Uh,
1: yeah, we, uh, so we've been uh, pretty busy with, uh, with that. And um, uh, outside of that, though, I, I really love social media. Um, I'm a big proponent in, in uh, using your network, and uh, I discovered you through social media. Uh, so that's yeah. um, something that uh, I really enjoy, is um, just sharing the little nuggets that I find. I like to share those on social media. Uh, you can always find me. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Techie Elliot. And I spell my name E-L-I-O-T, 1-L-1-T. Um, okay. one one uh, but um, definitely follow me. I, I definitely enjoy to meet new people and uh, to share whatever advice I can outside of this podcast.
0: Yeah, I'll put that in the description so people can find you. Well, thank you, Elliot, for joining me on my podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure and pleasure. Uh, Please let me know if I can ever help you with anything.
0: Yeah, I will.